and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your dysfunctional mate, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Big sword guy. Big sword guy. Remember when you called me a big sword guy in the yes, train? Yes, I did. You have that energy, and I think that that will for sure be the identity that Zola takes up for the rest of this campaign. Big on the swords. Um, well, you know, this is... This is a wonderful episode. I'm very, very excited. I don't want to waste any time. We're back from hiatus. We're finally getting to record again. Let's do the recap. And this is my debut of the recap music. Woo! Yes, I wrote something dun, for this. It's me it's the whole time. It's definitely just Lisa <laughs> in the background. I'll probably end up going back and adding this to every other episode anyway. So for everyone who's getting to this point and is essentially catching up, this is the moment this happened. All right, so last time, Gorgonzola, fresh out of Marfin's, headed back to the university to register for classes, not wanting to miss out on the essential first-year courses. Once she had finished in the admissions office, she received a paper bird from the office of Dean Flay Chantress, requesting her presence immediately. Heading up to the fifth floor of the arcane hall, Zola entered into the office of the Archmage, finding Dean Chantress had called her in both to note that our hero had caught her attention and inquire about her past. Apparently, the administration of the school had taken note of the fact that she had said her magic was innate and not entirely learned. Shouldn't have said that. Yep, you know, <laughs> honesty is not the best policy. <laughs> uh, Zola made attempts to throw the dean off her trail, but by the end of their conversation, she was worried that the mage was not swayed. Did I try and throw her off her trail, or did I give one-word answers in pure fear? Yes, I think that that was maybe the highest charisma attempt that Zola could make. <laughs> it was just like, if I don't say too much, then I'm not lying, and therefore cannot be exposed. Fully a kid lying by omission. <laughs> You're just like, yes. <laughs> no other context given. Uh, thankfully, she was saved by Stilton, who had flown off to scout the area, slamming into the glass window behind the dean's desk, giving Zola a way out. This is my favorite part of the episode, <laughs> So good, I totally <laughs> forgot. Uh, she took it, leaving knowing the dean was probably going to be keeping an eye on her during her time at uni. Heading back to the drunken Drake to meet with Smite, Zola found herself at the sharp end of a knife when she encountered a half-orc thief on the subway. Rather than fight, Zola talked to him, only disarming him when no other option seemed available. Rather than report him or hurt him, she chose to give him some money, letting him know that he could find her at the drunken some drink. Some money. I gave him a hundred silver. That's equivalent one gold. You gave him oh. a single gold. Word. Oh. It's still a good, I mean, brief pause from the recap. It is what, like seven silver for a week at the drunken drake that's shelter for a week fantasy money is complex you know we're not going to get into the economics of it we'll leave it at 100 <laughs> silver as one gold so you headed back to the drunken drake um after having this encounter you met the white dragonborn crystalix aka crystal who also was heading to the drunken drake queen the two chatted for a bit before exiting together heading to the tavern to greet barley and meet crystal's other friend a gnomish artificer named kittle aka the daughter of Mr. McGreevy. The, the group chatted a bit before realizing that they were all there for the same purpose, to meet with Smite. So rather than waste any more time, they headed upstairs to his room, finding the sleep-deprived vigilante eagerly waiting. After introductions, meeting the strange elderly man named Jerry Gorehouse, uh, and a brief recess to get some cushions and snacks, the group known as the Order of the Fallen God began their meeting. Each reported about their previous week. Jerry? Uh, yes. I felt like we were calling him Gerald. 
Does he has a nip? He has a nickname. He's a nickname, Jerry. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, you know what? It's it definitely is. I'm not on, I don't think I'm on nickname <laughs> basis with him yet. Enough. You me, should not have given me that information. Me is the recapper, and we're close, <laughs> but you need you need to earn that. Uh, so after a brief recess to get some cushions and snacks, um, you guys all reported your previous week. Smite and Zola having the probably most eventful stories, <laughs> giving their brawls with the boys in gold and underground adventures. But the highlight of the night was when Zola revealed that one, she had received some vision containing Mistra, and two, she was carrying an incredibly powerful magical item, the shard. Showing the group, Zola knows the shard looked sickly, and after stowing the rock, the group hypothesized, coming up with the following conclusions. One, the shard's sickness could be caused by Limburger. We probably already knew that. Two, the shard could potentially be used as a power source and was seemingly a mass of magic. Three, until action was taken, the shard would continue its chaotic surges indefinitely, potentially putting people at risk. And four, Zola would have a plan for what they would do with it by Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. have less than 48 hours. Okay. The meeting ended with the should order. should be easy. <laughs> it should be super simple. <laughs> I think that that's going to wrap up real nicely in this arc for yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel sure. like it probably won't be, like, won't even matter much. Yeah, we might actually just do one of, of those show. kind of like where we... I narrate it and we don't even do the scene kind of situation, yeah. <laughs> the meeting ended with everyone deciding to meet 8 p.m. Friday for, um, to go to the glory pits together to see the Emperor's big announcement. And after a quick chat about Smite's scam, where you guys would turn you... Okay. So, 13! <laughs> she should roll the dice. Uh, she should roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after discussing the eventual scam that you will pull by turning in Zola in disguise as Smite to make some quick gold, Everyone went down to grab some beers while you hit the hay. Before bed, Zola took the shard out to inspect it once more, suddenly hearing Limburger's voice in her mind. She attempted to learn what he had spoken to Trick about, but the orc mage turned it back on her, admiring her viciousness in battle and telling her that Grinch's legacy coursed through her veins. He promised that if she were to free him, he would bestow upon her great power, bringing her anything she may desire. Before his voice vanished, Limburger implied that the shard would not be able to hold him for long, essentially giving her an ultimatum. Let me out now and I'll help you. Wait until I escape myself and, well, Zola headed to bed. I don't love ultimatums. (laughs) Zola doesn't respond well. From dudes in gems. Last time someone gave me an ultimatum, I threw him into a pit of acid. Yep, so, oh my god, I forgot about that. Throwback to the first arc. Shisha, you have to be able to sit without your claws in my knee. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes, we have a special guest today. It is my little cat, Shisha. Um, so two things that happened before bed. Technically, one of them happened the morning after. Uh-huh. Um, the first is the shards surged and can now be pinned into space like the immovable rod. I about which that. is crazy. Um, and the second thing, we're actually... I did pull-ups off it already, right? Um... Yes, you did. That was okay, like the first cool. thing you did. 100%. That's so funny because I forgot about it. And right now my first instinct was like, do pull-ups. I, I definitely was doing so, pull-ups, right? I'm in character. <laughs> uh, the second thing, we're actually not sure what it was. All we know is that it involved a wisdom saving throw. Mm, hate that. Hate that. And uh, What did that feel like for me? I just feel like someone was like poking me in the face or what technically so out of game we know it was a wisdom save in game zola felt nothing don't know yeah truly nothing yeah things are normal i just have a rod now (laughs) cool rod um so that is where we are right now but we are actually not going to start our chapter today in the tiny room above the drunken drake 
because we are going to turn our attention south of the capital. Zoom out as I'm frantically doing pull-ups from the <laughs> Ooh, shard. <laughs> the sun is rising and we see as it peeks through the window, you're just... Just a quick couple reps. Quick couple reps. Um, while we zoom out, we zoom south, zooming all the way in on the Lago di Basso, this large lake in the center of the jungles of the Veradantes. We are going past the Gold Maramai Mountains, specifically to the orchard, a circle of massive trees deep within the jungles. Walking along the sidewalk-sized branch beneath the canopy, passing by homes formed within the gnarled wood, broad leaves, and colorful plump fruit that begs to be picked, we see a beautiful elven woman clad in fitted druidic robes formed from natural fibers that match the browns and greens of the jungle. Her thick, fiery orange-red hair peeks out from underneath her hooded cloak, and her emerald green eyes glint brightly against her warm complexion. This elven druid moves gracefully amongst the massive leaves, bounding and sliding until she reaches the lower branches just above their thick, mossy roots, utilizing them to walk over the small body of water that gathers on the forest floor every day from the regular rainstorms. Patiently standing on a mossy mound in the center of this pool, yes, this is a lake with an island with another lake with another island. So sick. <laughs> so fucking meta. Lakeception. Lakeception, baby. Patiently standing on the mossy mound in the center of this pool, beside the base of perhaps the most massive tree in the entire forest, the Arboisa Goethe, this ancient dick trunk that rises high above the already redwood-sized trees surrounding this little mossy isle is a tall satyr with clay-brown skin and massive ram's horns decorated in colorful paints, curling back into her long, dark auburn hair. High Priestess Cardamon Wildspice. She's dressed in colorful, dreamlike robes, the color of night with swirls of pastel astral colors, sparkling when it catches the sun that peeks through the canopy high above. Her pale green-blue eyes twinkle as she smiles at this elven figure dropping down before her. Again, darling, are you all packed for your trip? Mm-hmm. Already, Mom. Excellent, my little wildfire. I'm confident that this will be one of the easier excursions that you've ever been on. She produces a heavy-looking animal skin bag, practically spilling with precious jewels. Whoa. Your Uncle Moss said that they've been a bit short on funds, and this new empire is being quite the stickler. These Sanguisorian gems should cover what's owed. As for what you should expect... It's been quite a bit since we've sent anyone, but I, I don't think much Wait, has changed. Wait, quite a bit? How long? Uh, between 20, 30 or so years. But it's just been a regime change. This, When you live as long as I do, these kingdoms come and go, darling. You must understand. It's okay. That's quite a lot of time, Mom. Yes, well, I'm sure that it's been okay. You know, I, I, I we haven't sent anyone, but I'm confident that you will be the perfect representative to see this new land. Thanks, Mom. Of I put my hair behind my ear and I kind of look, oh, thanks. And I, I reveal a little silver circlet and inside the circlet is a small moat of flame. Mm, the Allfire, this powerful flame spirit. Um, she says all of this, um, pulling you in close, squeezing you tightly as only a mother can, <laughs> then pulls away her pale blue-green goat-like eyes looking into yours. <laughs> That's right, baby. They're goat eyes. I love my goat mom. <laughs> I love my goat love mommy. My goat mom. <laughs> Keeper of the Allfire, your light burns with the flames of all the Zuhat Zendaria. And wherever you go, we grow. Thanks, Mom. Of course, honey. Brigid is 
is, of course, thinking that her mom is being a little over the top, but also understands how important these missions are and how um, blessed and honored she is to be the keeper of the Allfire. It is truly, truly a blessing. And the 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 truth behind it is your mother is like this pretty much every time you leave the house. Um, even if it's on a simple errand, she's like, oh, honey, I love you. You're going to do amazing. Yeah, it's Incredible. like it's like when you're 16 and you take the car to go get milk or something. Yeah, exactly. She's just <laughs> like, go drop so off these gems. <laughs> and this, your mother, this, this satyr woman is ancient. She's hundreds of years old. So for her, this is, it's She beautiful. has a timeless body, no? Yes, she is. She is a druid um, high enough level that she has the timeless body. So she will live far longer than the average satyr. So yeah, this is me. This is Brigid. <laughs> this is this is who I'm meant to be. This is me. Um, as she says all of this, you feel your earring warm, the spirit of the all fire. It's stirring within it. Cardamon turns to this massive tree, smiling, and with a wave of her hand, you watch the trunk begins to split open, revealing a swirling fern green portal. She kisses you on the forehead, her hands on your cheeks. Don't forget to say hello to your Uncle Moss for me. And if you don't mind, last time I was in the city oh so long ago, there was this brand new little tavern in the outer district called the Drunken Drake that had the most incredible dumplings. Do you mind snagging me a few before you return? Yeah, no problem. Oh, I'm th- holding this huge bag of gems, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Divine, honey. I'll pick you up on Sunday. Is that okay? Three days should be fine? Yeah, that should be good. All right. Um, with that, she gives you one last kiss on the forehead, and you step through the portal, <laughs> stepping out of the haven tree growing out of the center of the Temple of the Wild. Oh, I was like, how are you going to get there so fast? That's right, baby. Transport via plants. Druids are fucking dope. (laughs) As you step out, why don't we, Lisa, why don't we show you a little picture that will be debuting on our social media once this this comes out, but you should on air get to witness. (gasps) Whoa! So cool. Art by Cece Rose. That's her. This is sick. She is sick. I, ooh, big, the little fire in your ear. Big um, Merida, Merida from Brave? Or is it Meredith or Merida? Yeah. Merida. Merida, Merida. Oh my gosh. Also, the um, the ginger energy in our party right now. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is an all it red hair insane. party. Oops, all redheads. Oops, Oops all redheads. It's <laughs> beautiful. Cece Rose, I fucking love it. It's this incredible. is gorgeous. Oh, wow. so good. So you are stepping out of this massive haven tree, which to you is probably a baby compared to the other trees that you've been around. I duck my head. Ooh, what the- <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're stepping out behind this large stone slab of an altar that's nestled amongst these gnarled roots. You look down from the top of the large root that you step down on past the altar that's, you know, kind of actually more of an elevated garden. Uh, down the nave formed from these almost bamboo-like stalks woven with ivy that rise and curve to form archways high above and the rows of wooden pews covered in soft, clean moss, a gradient of green and yellows. Those pews are filled with churchgoers of all ages and species who prior to your entry were silently praying. Um, Along the walls, you see there's like these lush gardens of herbs and vegetables nurtured by the sunlight let through these large greenhouse-like windows. Open soil lines certain lengths of the space which people come to plant seeds in, a a religious tradition of Sylvanus, um, usually to honor someone who has fallen or no longer is with them. Um, It smells similar to the jungles of home, but a bit 
worse. Um, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting like a you and your heightened senses. You're getting like a light whiff of trash on the wind mm. from the city that is beyond this cathedral's walls. The only sounds, because everyone again is just absolutely shocked that an elf just walked out of a tree. <laughs> um, there's like a few coos and tweets from jays and pigeons high above. Um, and there's like a slight breeze that rustles those large leaves. After a beat, one acolyte, this white-furred rabbit folk with a patch of black on her left eye, steps past a man who is just gawking at you, uh, and then up to the haven tree, kind of a, probably six feet or so below you as you're standing on this. I give a, I give a little one-handed nod wave to the guy gawking at me. Uh, he just, Sir? He's just fully, <laughs> like, same, like, jaw open, eyes just, like, looking around. Um, this rabbit folk hops up to you. Hi, my, my name is Rugla Rabbi. Uh, you can call me Rugs. Uh, her eyes widen as she sees the glowing, like, silver, kind of almost bone-like you know, earring that is that contains the all-fire, quickly bowing so low that her knees hit her forehead and her rabbit ears touch the ground. I start to bow at the same time. And you guys almost hit heads. <laughs> we almost oh, hit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, thank you. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, to what do I owe the pleasure, Keeper? Uh, can I get you anything? Tea? Coffee? Mm, we no, have no, oat you, milk if you... Listen, you can call me Brigid. Please don't... don't you don't have to say keeper. It's 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 okay. All right, um, keeper Brigitte. It is an honor. No, thank you so much. Uh, I stow away like the the gems for now, and uh, before I engage with her, I make sure I I bow at the altar and like plant a little seed as well. Yes, you take out, you use a little druid craft to create a small seed that you Hot, plant. A plant mom. A plant mom, baby. Um, she, <laughs> Everything I'm not in real life. <laughs> that's uh, not true. That's not true. <laughs> um, you take a little seed, you plant it in one of the open, like, loams. Um, again, this entire time, people are just absolutely staring, just like, <laughs> what the fuck I mean, just you happened? I think, like... If you go to a church with a giant tree, eventually you expect a portal to open in the tree and someone to step out of the portal. Naturally. In our realm, that is incredibly common and expected. But right. for these poor folks, it's <laughs> and they're also, 25 or so Yeah, years they're like city <laughs> folks. So, like, I pop through. I'm like, this is normal. Hey, what's up? Some of these up? people are, like, clearly in their 20s, have been born into the Empire, did not know that there was a possible connection between the forest and this. Um, you see that um, this rabbit folk... Um, bows once more to you so um how can we help you um what is there anything do you what do you what, what do you need we actually, weren't expecting you actually rugs uh you can help me with something i'm looking for my uncle uh moss peace willow oh um you see her he's, face he's the saddens he, a you bit. know he's the he's the main head honcho here at the temple as you know yes um we uh we actually haven't seen him since sunday what? um Yes, um, that night he took a visitor. Um, There was a a half-orc young woman, um, but um, they spoke a bit in his office. She left. He headed to bed. Say goodnight to all of us. Every all you know, all the people staying in the tree as he always does. And when the morning sermon came, he wasn't there. He would never. (laughs) (laughs) I wish again one of the moments where I wish he had a podcast because Lisa's face right now. What? Um, that's that's impossible. He's never missed a sermon. Yeah, I mean, for the ten or so years that I've served here as an acolyte, he has been present at everything. He practically never leaves the temple. So Brigitte's heart starts to beat very, very quickly, and she's wondering if the money that she's brought has anything to do with his disappearance. Well, um, we. I wish I could give you any sort of leads. All I know is that he met with that half orc. Um, 
I think her name was Bree, I want to say. I, Bree sounds right. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird and right. What did her face look like? What did her nose, what was her nose like? <laughs> well, I think that she had a think um, hard, think a hard. button nose <laughs> scraping the memory hole. <laughs> what was she, was she Ew, disguised? Why she's scraping the memory hole? Uh, it's a <laughs> it's a deep hole. Um, she had uh, I think a cute little button nose and um kind of teal um gray greenish skin um. Six or so feet tall, six maybe, six three maybe. Brigid starts to take out a pen and paper and write this down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. she, she was only here for a little. I only really spotted her from the branches, so I didn't get a close enough look. But she had um, kind of darker red hair. Um, was uh, there anyone else who was maybe close to their conversation? Did you hear anything that they were discussing? Any? It just seemed like a casual conversation. I didn't hear anything specific, and the. Cathedral stays open pretty much until Moss goes to bed. So, you know, it's possible someone could have been in here, but we didn't see anyone. So I, I don't How know. How many days has he been missing again? Well, um, about, I think today's the fourth it's day. Thursday, right? Yes. Um, it is Thursday morning as we speak. So it's this is the fourth day he's been missing. Have you alerted the other elders? Uh, well... It's been a, a little bit since uh, you guys have visited. Moss is the only elder left here. So who do you um, who do you? I'm currently kind you? of the highest ranking person here, and I'm not very high ranking normally. I pretty much am like an altar rabbit. You know what I mean? I just hand out some snacks. I my mind is racing, and I'm trying to think of how how I can help and and what I can do to to bring more support and help to the church at this time besides obviously bringing this bag of gems speaking um, of there there's a massive what is that bag that you're carrying do you, do you need someone to take it for you it looks incredibly heavy listen this is to pay your debts and your taxes that I heard about I don't know what those things are we don't have those in the jungle <laughs> wow that's absolutely but the, but Whoa. listen, this is what we this is what I this is what I've come for to to give this to my uncle Moss. And since you're the next person in charge, it's very important that you keep this safe and only use it for what it's needed for. Do you understand? Of course, of course, I understand. Um, thank you so much. This is this is uh, wow. This is really going to save the church. I think I. Um, she takes the back of you and looks in. It's like, oh my god, oh my god. This is so much. Wow. You know what? And I, I, I shuffle through the bag really quick and I'm like, you know, pull out a diamond. And I like, I'm saying, I'm going to give this back if I don't need it. But totally. I'm take this with me right now. Honestly, this for sure would cover all the debt that I've heard of. So <laughs> uh, thousands of gold worth of gems in here. I um, I might faint. Um, I need to sit. Thank you. Thank you so Do much. I, sorry, out of game. Do I have any money on me? Did my mom give me any money? You have, um, in your inventory, I think it says you have 15 gold. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, no, though, because the only currency you would really have are jewels, because yeah. that's something naturally forming that you could be like, this is this big and probably equals this much. Okay, so I take two diamonds. <laughs> no, that's yeah. so awkward. You have to do currency exchange. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. We'll probably do that on mic, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> like we have literally every other. So bring it heads to the bank. <laughs> so you head to the first national bank of the. Empire. Oh um, so yeah, you have a little bit. Like with the gems, you could probably sell that. You know that um, 
money is used here. So you're like, I definitely am going to need this. Um, but it's just not something common for your people. So. In my training, I was told that, you know, I will go places that I don't necessarily understand certain customs. And, you know, my mom gave me a heads up about having to exchange currency. Yes. The exchange rate is important. It's vital. So you know yeah, that. How is it today? The, <laughs> gold, rate, sorry. the gold, the price of gold is up right now the the price of gold is up mostly because of scarcity because the government uses it on every fucking thing (laughs) Um, to make cars (laughs) it's just absolutely wasted um so you this information is yeah absolutely it's it's overwhelming and as you know people begin to go back to praying once things have settled um you see rugs um takes the the bag of gems that you've given and scampers back to the essentially moss's office to put it in there lock and key pretty much the only thing you the last thing she says to you is she left i think she might have been heading south based on the vantage point i had from the branches but you know uh, there's a subway near do you know what a subway is what is the subway okay so it's a way to get from places in the city. It's a really fast kind of looks like a big metal snake is the best way I can put it. Mm, yes, like, um, a, like a trunk, a tree trunk. Yes, like a tree trunk. And it people get like in it. Like the roots of a tree. Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you two silver. Um, this is the <laughs> fee for the subway. If you just really just pay this, you head in, you get on the one that's heading um, it'll probably say sprawl bound or something like that because you're heading south. And if, if you want to go looking, that is, I mean, if you don't, maybe she'll come back here, but hard to say. Mm. Thank you, Rugs. Of course. If you need anything else, just let us know. Mm-hmm. She nods and zip, zips off. I need to collect myself. And so I sit in one of the pews and I close my eyes and I start, you know, trying to organize and my thoughts because right now I feel very scared i'm in a whole new place my uncle who i'm supposed to meet here it's like getting off the plane and the person who's supposed to get you isn't oh, there so, much so, sad. so sad so i have like the a couple gems and these two pieces of silver and um i think uh i think to myself let me say like a little prayer to sylvanus sylvanus help me on this journey help me find my uncle and i look up as i'm as i'm praying and I see the jays and pigeons that you mentioned. You see a little pigeon lands down next to you and does that little pigeon bob, like Bob, almost nodding at you. I, I, with a single finger, pet the pigeon's head softly. <laughs> now this is why we play D&D, baby. <laughs> this is why we do I it. I pet the pigeon. I pet the pigeon. Roll. <laughs> 11. I was going to say, if you were 20, you're like, I fucking slap this pigeon to the moon. <laughs> um, I crit. I crit on the pigeon. Um, that's a new t-shirt. Um, so you are kind I, of left I, here. Yeah, I, so I, I stroke this pigeon on its head, and um, I, I cast speak with animals. Yeah. Ooh. And um, hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Thank you uh, for asking. I'm 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 okay. How are you? I'm all right. You know, I'm a pigeon. Yeah. Trash flying. So Listen, I, don't. I know that this is probably going to interrupt your normal city life, but I need you to do something for me. Anything. Can you send a mess? Can you bring a message to my to my mother, Carmen Wildspice? Yeah, sure. Where is she? She's in uh, the jungle of the Veradantes in the south. 
Do you know? Do you know what that is? Yes, uh, the trees hundreds of miles away from here. Yeah, I know where it is. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna need you and probably a buddy just so you don't go alone. I need you to deliver a message to her. Okay. Okay. And What's I, the message? I give him a little crust. Of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What was what was your name again? <laughs> I don't think he gave you a name yet. That's what you say to people when they don't give you your name, though, so you don't sound like a dick. Okay? So, you can just what be like, was what, was, what is your name? Hey, sorry, what did you say your name what was you, again? I didn't say any, I'm a fucking pigeon, man. I don't know a name. <laughs> Names? That's a humanoid I, I thing. I fucking didn't. I fucking didn't. All I'm right. a pigeon. <clears throat> so I'm stroking the pigeon. What was your name? You're just cooing at this. <laughs> and just like, and you hear like, you could call me Frankie. Frankie, Frankie, can you help me? I can. All right. I'll take your message to your mommy, and uh, I'll bring my friend. Uh, Jacob, come here. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> um, uh, um, this other city pigeon who is like, you know how pigeons kind of can be like whitish? There's like white, um, like larger white patches on this one. Lands down. Yeah, what's up? And we got to go on a little journey to the jungle. It's kind of a road trip. You in? Yeah, why not? I give them both a crust of bread. Fuck yeah, I love bread. So we zoom away from Emeralia <laughs> and follow our next now, campaign, which next is just campaign. the buddy adventure of Frankie and And now and Lisa and I let's will play, play Frankie, Frankie and Jacob. And Jacob. So let's roll for some stats. <laughs> it's kind of weird that Noah chose the names for our characters, but I guess we can't complain. I did pre-make them too. You were both <laughs> Oh, you have a sheet? Yep, oh, here wow. you go. Uh, both rogues, okay. Yep, two both rogues. Oops, um, all rogues. Oops, all rogues. Eric Cocker rogues. Um, so... Yeah, these two take the message. You write you write a message, I'm guessing? Yeah, oh, I, I give yeah. them the me- They're, like, ready to go. I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready to fly. What? I oh, gotta... yeah, right. The message. So the message. Mother, I've reached the city safely, but sadly, uncle is missing and has been for four days. Got it. I'm off. I'm Nope, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm worried that something bad has happened to him. Can you please send someone, or can you come... Um, earlier than Sunday and help me find him or, or help them I, it, it seems bleak here <laughs> <laughs> that's the city welcome to Aurelia kid city. it's really disgusting it smells like trash here mother it, the smell ain't here. it beautiful you read this message out to them um, Frankie nods and with it seems bleak here the smell is not one I have experienced <laughs> this is this is an apt uh, description of the scenario so um, a pleasure just, meeting you uh, what was your name by the way I'm Brigid what cool. did you say your name was again what did you say your name was again alright cool Brigid I'll be back uh, hope you enjoy the city um, yeah alright bye uh, and then the two <laughs> Can we look up how fast pigeons fly? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, teacher. <laughs> teacher. How, how fast I'm just and curious. how fast? Because it seems like a large migration, They're right? They're going to have to rest, okay? <laughs> they can fly up to... How many miles a day? Um, a moderate speed. Their average flying speed over moderate... Um, like 600 mile distances is around 60 miles an hour. So this is Holy around. Shit. This is around a carrier few hundred pigeons. miles. Those so are, carrier pigeons were a real thing. They're okay. a real thing. So this, these two pigeons fly right. off 
Um, also, I was reading. This is such good. Content. I was reading the the. Uh, I was reading Speak with Animals, and it says you might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you. Yeah, give me, give me, give me a persuasion check. You might. We're not doing this now. They already yep. left. He turns back halfway. He's like, "This Wait is a, a fucking pain this in my ass." Oh thing. my god! Roll. I'm rolling that one. That's what's gonna happen. First roll. Ooh, it's a ten plus my persuasion, right? Yep. It's 12. Okay, 12. Um, they fly off. You. I mean, how strong will does a fucking pigeon, you know? You're. you're, you're My eyes widen as I realize. As you realize perhaps str- that wasn't very perhaps convincing. I, I, perhaps I should have asked a J instead. You did give them some bread, so that's an insight. I should have had you roll with advantage. Yeah, um, honestly, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So while um, you send them off, is there anything that you want to do? Um. No, I think... Uh, are you to stay in the temple or are you going out? Oh, yeah. That's the real question. Oh, okay, yes. Um, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do what she said because that's like literally the only... I've never been here before. Yeah. you. This wa- is the only advice I have, so I'm going to take these two silver and, and go out on my own. And get on a subway. Get on a fucking subway. Aww. Never been in a subway. Never been to a city before. You walk out Jungle of these... Girls <laughs> Jungle girls make do. Jungle girls make do. You walk through these massive wooden doors out onto the streets of the worship district. Um, this is one of the quieter districts of the city, but to you, despite that, it is still very, very loud. You see that there are people, it's early in the morning, so people are just getting up, going to the various kind of smaller stores and stuff that can cater to the, the bare minimum needs. I have been outside of the jungle before, so I'm not like George of the Jungle, like running into traffic and woo, woo, woo. <laughs> so the thing is, it's you've, You've been to civilization before because the jungles aren't just like just trees and yeah, like no, animals. Yeah, no, the jungles are their own civilization. They, yeah, there are like pockets of civilization throughout it, so you're not like unfamiliar with that. But this is the first time you've been in a Aurelian city proper. Mm-hmm. And as you're kind of walking so through, you're yeah, you're looking around. You see in the far distance, like it's the first thing you clock. Taller than the trees that you grew up with are these massive golden buildings, the cloud carvers that rise from the central districts. Um, you kind of are wandering, almost lost. You you don't bump into anyone because you're very aware, but you do feel a bit overwhelmed as you make your way to one of the subways. You see um, a sprawl-bound honor line train. Um, you see some people are like running down there. You hear someone's like, fuck, I'm going to be late. Is the subway there yet? And so you naturally are like, okay, this is probably where I need to go. Um, you head down, you pay the two silver, and you head down the final stairs to wait on the platform. While you're waiting for the train, we are going to jump back. I know, sorry to keep you waiting. Back <laughs> to the drunken Drake. Zola, you've awoken. You just did a bunch of pull-ups on your newly formed, essentially, we're going to call it the immovable shard, mm-hmm. for <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, I broke a, broke a quick sweat. Broke a quick sweat. Activated my core a little bit. Yeah, you see um, still and has been like sitting on top of it like, ha! Ah! Oh, you you need to rest. You ran into a window yesterday. <laughs> Just absolutely has a concussion. Uh, <laughs> um, the sun is peeking through the buildings, um, sparkling off the cloud carvers. Uh, still early, you hear the city waking up with you. You smell freshly brewed coffee and cooked dumplings downstairs. How would you like to go about your day? Um, well, first, I am going to... Um Change Stilton's form okay. because I think the bird was very helpful um, for a little bit. I'm going to change him into a little rat. Um, city fucking style. A little city rat so he can just um, chill in my pocket because you... I think that maybe at some point 
Gorgonzola is probably thinking um, at some point she's going to have to maybe like go into the sewers, like find a uh, stonk. Like that's kind of on her brain right now. So mm. she's like, let's get you in a little sneaky form. Mm. So you take the hour, you lay out the incense, you draw the summoning circle. And after some chanting, there's this flash and sitting for you is a pied rat. Adorable. Uh, absolutely adorable. It's got this long, um, like gnarled tail. I give him some cheese. Eat some of the cheese. Um, and you two have the day about you. Yes, I do. I guess, you know what? Um, my first thought after I, um, I hit the, I hit the showers. Yeah. <laughs> you do the communal showers of the Stilton does a little um, grooming because rats like to groom themselves with like mint and like herbs and yeah. stuff. So I, I give him little herbs. And he's um. rubbing them <laughs> on his chest. From, um, from a flambe's basket of food that she gave me. <laughs> Delicious rosemary and mint. I'm like, here you go, Flavoring Stilton. your rat. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go um, knock on Lance Scorcher's door. Yo, you, you up? Yeah, always. What's up? Oh. Right. I forgot that you don't have a bed. Yeah. <laughs> he mechanically does have to rest for eight hours, but we've said that it's basically him for eight hours running through conspiracy theories. So he has to do that. But yeah. Um, Can I come in real quick? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, he cracks open the door, uh, again, revealing this absolute mess, this conspiracy laden chamber. I stick my head in. It smells like Doritos in here. Uh, Shut up. What do you want? You should crack the window. Fine. But, you know, if I crack the window, then people will be like, there's someone in that room, and then they might know that I'm here, and then they might send the cops. Isn't it an inn? Yes. Okay. What's your point? Anyway, um, listen, I had um a talk with... um. Oh, hold on. I run back. I put the shard <laughs> in the drawer, and then I come back across. Okay. A little strange for you to do that in conversation. <laughs> okay. But. Um, I had a conversation with Limburger last night. I think he is getting impatient. I know that this is on me to come up with a plan, but I just wanted you to know um, he was like, Zola, I'll take your tests for you. Wow. He was like one of those people like you mentioned like that you have an essay and then you get a bunch of people responding to being like, we'll write your essay for cheap rates. Whoa. It was kind of like that. Okay. Well, that is troubling. I mean, not the aspect that you would write your essays. I don't really care if you want to cheat. That's up to you. But the aspect that Yeah, I was thinking is, about maybe taking him up on it. Yeah, I mean... Just hey, kidding. <laughs> look at you. You have a lot of honor. I'm proud of you for <laughs> refusing that. But, uh, mm, listen, my my suggestion still stands. If you want me to take a crack at this, I'm happy to do it. Uh, no. You Sorry. have until Friday night, so you have time if you figure something out, but... What are you going to do on Friday night? Oh, Friday's when we're meeting for the glory pits. Remember, 8 o'clock, Friday's... No, yeah, I know. I'm... I'm asking you if I refuse to hand over the shard and I take a little step back. What are you going to do Friday night? Roll an insight check. Okay. Because I've been doing a lot of reps and I think I could maybe take you. You do look buffer. I'll acknowledge that. 14. 14. Smite, your entire life, adults have kind of looked down on you for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're young, but also like the fact that you were a half-orc in the Empire and there was a lot of bad relations between Formaggi and the Old Kingdoms. But... Smite looks at you and you can tell that he does respect and understand your position mm -hmm. and is listening to you. Like maybe the first adult ever to be like, I hear you that you're doing this. I'm not going to overstep my bounds and make an assumption or make a choice without talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, so he takes a moment and then um, he's not wearing his mask right now. So his yeah. his like pale blue eyes look at you. I trust that you'll have a plan. And if you don't. Just know that 
I'm not going to say I told you so, but it's on your head if things go bad. That's fair. All right. Thanks. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get back to this. I think I'm on, on the verge of a huge breakthrough. All right. So, crack that window. Uh, we'll see. So <laughs> you close the door um, and you head down, I assume, to again breakfast. Yeah. Right you there, know or? what? I'll grab my shard, tuck it back in my pocket, mm-hmm. and then I probably grab like, um, you know, maybe one of my like, um, I don't know if I have any like uh, pamphlets about my classes, like any just like introductory mm, material. Yeah, I'll probably just like get a little like I'll read the first chapter of one of my books or something while I while I grab some breakfast and barley. Yeah, I'll say that. I mean, you did run there uh, to their store at one point. I'll say mm-hmm. that while you were there, you picked up a few pamphlets on like the class like mm-hmm. um, books that overview all the things. So you're you skim that. Uh, is there anything, by the way, that you're leaving in your room? Because we have established that sometimes you leave like you'll leave money or something. I just want to make sure yes. that everything. I know what you have on your person. You know, I will... I'm keeping everything on me. Shard in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Sword in my bag of holding. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a just... sick way of drawing it, by the way. You're just like, hold on. Reach into uh, your cycle. <laughs> this <laughs> massive great sword. <laughs> um, one sec. I'm just quick looking. Yeah, you know, I bring I bring everything. Everything's in my bag except for the shard, which is in my pocket. Okay. Uh, and we'll just say, like, the bag of, like, the very little remaining food that you might have had from Flambe is, like, in a basket in your room or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you head down. Um, you see B is hard at work, filling mugs of coffee, passing them out to patrons. Al is up in the rafters, snacking on a crispy bacon, egg, and cheese dumpling. As you walk Delicious. in, Barley smiles at you. Oh, good morning. Anything about breakfast? Good morning. Sure. You can, you know what I like best. Of course. Um, she already has it ready. She has a cup of coffee that's ready to go. I love um, to be a regular. A small bag. Yeah. Now she knows you and she trusts that you're going to protect her bar at all costs. <laughs> I am contractually uh, obligated. Contractually obligated to you. are essentially a bouncer now. Um, gives you your food um, and you have the day about you. Where would you like to head? When did Marfin tell me to check back in with him? He said as early as today you could do that. All right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll head to Marfin's. Okay. You head out. You've got your coffee in one hand, your bag of dumplings in the other. You walk out onto the streets where everyone is heading off to their various jobs as the day begins. Um, head to a local subway stop, the Sprawl. Head down and pay the two silver. Mm-hmm. And... We are now going to enter into the subway. So, as you've listened to before, Ashley, and our listeners know, we roll on... I've actually never heard of an episode of this podcast. Right, okay. Uh, Ashley, you promised that you were going to at least learn my name. Listen, Gorkon Soka. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you both have headed... It's like split screen cut to of both of you heading down into the subways. Co-op player. Wait, like like that movie... Like that movie with Bette Midler and uh, what's her face? When, with the, the um, big business. Big business. Or, yeah, what? I forgot. It's big business. <laughs> it's big business. Um, get in the comments. Um, so the two of you head down split screen. I need you both to roll d20s. Ooh, wouldn't it be fun if we rolled the same thing? That'd be a dream for me. What am I adding? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. It's luck. I got a nine. Fourteen. Nine, nine and fourteen. Zola, you head onto the platform, and after a few moments of waiting, there is the hum of the golden rail as these subway trains 
fly by, eventually slowing to a stop. The doors open. You hear the stand clear of the closing doors. Uh, as I you look step in the cart uh, first to see if there's any bullshit. You, <laughs> there does not seem to be any bullshit. Right. It is as relatively you, as you do. busy. When you yeah. live in a city, no, you, as you, you do. eye the cart, see if there's any bullshit. Oh, yeah, but then <laughs> there's, pick a there's creeping bullshit that you think you didn't see, but is really uh, yeah. there. So, I give a whiff. I'm like, does it smell like shit? Like, what's it, going on? This car smells awful. It smells like shit. So you go to the next car okay, yeah. um, <laughs> and you enter in. Uh, the doors close and the subway heads off. As you are like approaching one station, um, the train slows to a halt. The doors open. This is kind of still in the sprawl. Mm -hmm. um, and stepping in is a middle-aged tiefling wearing a leather duster and a cowboy hat. Um, they pull out a lyre and begin to play a melody. Oh, did their horns go like through the cowboy hat? Is there like holes in oh, the Oh yeah, hat? they clearly had to cut holes in the <laughs> so hat. Yes, 100%. Um, so, is he naked? No, he's fully clothed. Oh, okay. He's wearing a leather duster. He's naked. He pulls out. Ah, oh, damn it! I missed up. Um, <laughs> yes, actually, his leather under his leather duster, he is completely just shirtless. Has underwear yeah, on. Just underwear. Um, what does the underwear say? Fuck off, Aurelia. Um, <laughs> um He begins. <laughs> give him a solidarity fist. <laughs> so he gives you the fist and then begins to play on his lyre. He. He plays for a little bit before breaking for a little verse. When I feel in my bones I'm alone You remind me that you'll be my home You say I'm not bad, that I'm not like my dad Just forget those old men and their tomes And then he kind of goes off onto a little solo session for a little bit um, Poetry. Ending I'm with right now. Forget those old men and their tomes um, And a little arpeggio Once he finishes he slings his lyre Back onto his back Pulling out a small leather pouch Hello my friends uh, my name is Sleepless Softball uh, I hope you enjoyed my song today. If you're willing to spare a few coins So I can afford some lodging tonight This truly is my passion and any amount Is a good amount um, begins to walk through the car. People are like tossing some coin in, mostly silver and copper. Um, he passes by you. Um, do you give anything to him? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look down. <laughs> I look down. That's fine. I understand. Uh, no, yeah, I'll give. I'll give him two silver. Oh, thank you kindly, yeah. uh, and welcome to the city. Thanks. How could you tell I was new? I can always tell. It's in the eyes. Oh. Uh, wide, soaking up all they can, like a little newborn. Uh, I okay. hope you enjoy your time here. Thanks, you too. Uh, gives you a nod and heads weird. out the subway doors. Um, and that was the encounter you rolled. It was performer. Busters are strange people. Um, and then we're going to jump over to Brigid. Brigid, you are <laughs> this. You're standing on the platform. You're not really sure what you're waiting for. You had heard some noises before you had entered, but there's no trains here yet. So you're just kind of like standing with a bunch of people. Um, I'm just as I do in the when I'm out in the jungle, I, I'm observing so that I can do as they do. Yeah, give me a perception check. Sick. Um, that is, I think, a six. No, I'm so sorry. You perception. Have I have. Perception. I have great perception. Eight. Oh, twelve. <laughs> Super twelve. Helpful. Twelve plus six Whoa. to perception. You are uh, gonna be helpful to me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta link up with this bitch. <laughs> I gotta link up with this bitch. You're a little <laughs> overwhelmed, a little bit less perceptive than normal, but you do pick up on the general cues. You're definitely in the right place. Um, it seems like I like this I is adjust like my clothes because I see that I'm look I look different than everyone. Yes. And I'm normally like not I'm normally pretty confident because 
uh, of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, not in like a shitty way, but in like a I pretty You're much assured in I, your identity. I, yeah, I'm assured in my identity. And uh, but I like I I know I notice I look different than everyone. Yeah, so, so you just, definitely carry yourself slightly differently. Than, twigs in your hair. The, yes. Also, the thing is, you have your hood <laughs> up. You notice just with the twelve, you don't see any. Um, Elves? For lack of a better term, like a pure blood elf. You mm-hmm. see a few half elves, you know, a little bit shorter ears, more humanoid. Mm-hmm. You see lots of humans. The majority of the people here are humans. Yeah. Um, you do, of course, see like a few other types of folk. Um, but in general, you're like, whoa, I'm definitely the only elf here. And Moss is also an elf, right? No, Moss is a human. Moss um, is a human, okay. Yes. So, Mo- like, like the other elders that were in this church, this is the Temple of the Wild is a traditionally human church given that it was in the human um kingdom of leoniel okay. but it you know i knew that i knew of, I knew of course this is all in, internal monologue as you suddenly hear the vibrating on the ground you like look around a little bit you see no one's acting scared so you're like oh like this is normal put my <laughs> hand on like my you know my my weapon and it's like kind of ready myself like is this gonna be bad like i think it's like a crazy storm or like a deluge of some kind you hear a buzz and a and you're like looking around and then you see a light coming from the tunnel as this golden train just like giant trunks but made of metal um just zooming by eventually stopping as the doors open with a and you hear the stand clear of the closing doors uh, you look around, everyone steps on, and you follow. This is, it's a little bit crowded because I step on morning. even though it's said to stand clear of it because everyone else is doing that. <laughs> um, and then the doors close behind you. Uh, as it's, you, do you take a seat or do you think you're going to stand just for the sake of? I see that other people are sitting, but it looks like there are people who need to sit more than I do. So I just get out of the way. Okay, you get out of the way. The train winds and zooms off. Give me a dexterity saving throw. It's your first time on the subway, baby. It's naturally <laughs> going to be a little wobbly. Dex? Mm. It's an eight plus my dex. It's ten. Ten? You barely, like your arm just quickly flushes, grabs one yeah, of the Yeah, it's poles. like when you're on the subway and it moves really quickly, but you just grab it before you lose your balance. Yeah, so it's like you could have fallen, but you were quick enough to stop yourself. Cool. Um, you head off. Um, at the next stop, there is um, a group of young people, a blonde woman that looks a lot like... Reese Witherspoon, who Zola would recognize is the tour guide from your trip to the university. Um, she's wearing this beautiful pink dress. She's surrounded by a halfling, two half-elves, a human, a gold dragonborn, and they're all wearing shirts that say Bride Squad. Um, oh my god. They're laughing and fawning over this like halfling woman wearing this little tiara and this shirt that says Soon to be Misses. They come in bumbling a bit. Clearly, they have started their partying super early. This is like It's, it's, like, 10 it's like 10 a.m. Yeah, and they're having like a day long bridal party. Nice. Wow. Um, they um, kind of are like drunkenly kind of like spinning on the pole as the train goes on. It's like quite a sight for you. How about a little entertainment, ladies? Um, you watch as one of the half elves grabs the pole and starts to do like a pole dance on it, not trained at all. Give me another dexterity saving throw. <laughs> That's um that's an eighteen plus two. I think it's a dirty twenty. Oh yeah, you duck back and um this girl's like leg swings out and you barely miss it. Um you're like a little bit um scared of that. For I'm a, a little scared, but I'm also like, whoa, so this is great. What wow. a lively community. Look at this ritual. Ah oh, yes. <laughs> and I start to dance with them and I do the pole yes! with them. Yes, oh my god. 
good. You guys all dance for a little bit. You have a great time. I like lose myself in this moment of like, I need to find my uncle, and I'm very scared of being like, you know, wait, this is so much fun. This is what you're I. In, this is what I wanted. You're in pole the dance. city. Yeah, yeah. cathartic like, pole need, dance. You need to let go a little bit. So you have a little cathartic pole dance, and. After the episode. After <laughs> cathartic pull dance. Uh, after you finish, um, you see the train is beginning to slow. Um, this doesn't look to necessarily be the stop you want to get off. It's only like the second or third beyond the one that these group um, arrived at. You. Hey, um, excuse me, ladies. Uh, would you be able to help me? I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for a place my mom told me about called the Drunken Drake. Oh my God! Yes, that um, it's this like little hole in the wall place. Um, if you take this line all the way to the end, you should arrive there no problem. What do you mean the end? Oh, is this your first time in the city? Yeah. All you gotta do is stay here in this car until the train stops and they say this is the end of the line and you can exit and then you'll be at the stop you need to be at. Awesome. Yeah, of course. Girl, it was so nice to meet you. Um, what are you up to tonight? Uh, I, I have some things I need to take care of. Um, some family stuff. Okay. Well, if you know, if you're around and you're feeling up to it, my name is Lise. Um, these are my best girls. This is Ashley, Bashley, Cassidy, Dastardly, and Elkaraz. Um, she gestures to this golden, <laughs> whoa, whoa. golden dragonborn. Whoa. Who's whoa. like, who smiles? You're so fun. Um, if you're around, we're I going to be... I also enjoyed my time with you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Isn't she funny? And everyone's like, oh, my God. How hot is Dastardly? Dastardly um, is... Is Dastardly a smoke show? <laughs> Dastardly is a smoke show. Absolutely. You've never... This I'll is probably back. one of the I'll hottest be people. I'll back in the next arc playing Dastardly. <laughs> um they um the doors open they go oh my, this is our stop but if you're around we're going to be um heading at 69 down on me street apartment six that sounds great um 69 down on me street yeah exactly apartment, uh, you see which what, apartment? the dragonborn is like holding the doors open please don't hold the doors you're in crackle with the speakers <laughs> Um, 69 down on me street, apartment six, six. Got it. That should be easy to remember because of the 69. We'll see you there. She winks at you, um, heads (laughs) off and the doors close. Um, you, (laughs) I'm once again alone and I, I look around at everyone looking at me. Everyone (laughs) is not looking at you. They're all like minding their own business. This is a classic. Oh my fucking God. Who are these people on this goddamn subway celebrating this early in the morning kind of scenario? Um, you head further down the line at a certain point, both of your trains, um, stop at the gold mine district. The, one of the main kind of central, almost like. Port Authority esque kind of stations. Both of you give me perception checks. Twelve. Twelve. On the die. Nice. Plus zero. That's, that's a twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. Similar. Absolutely double no. what you rolled. <laughs> Plus two. So, so I I know like the I I have been observing everything and just taking in the city, but I know that there's one there's one set of characteristics on a person that I know to look for. Exactly. You know you're looking for a tall, half-orc woman with red hair. I am singing the Naked Tiefling song to myself on the subway <laughs> while I'm picking at my fingernails. Ignore the old man and their tongues. <laughs> <laughs> you, you... Protocol has a really bad singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> fully toned <down. laughs> The idea that you could play someone with a two-step... <laughs> 
is actually laughable. Um, everyone's glaring at me. Everyone is glaring at you. You look up and you realize, holy shit, this is my stop. I want to go to Marfin's. So you rush up and you see a half-orc young woman with dark red hair rush out of the subway across the platform from you and run up the stairs. Different nose, though. Different what? nose. The nose looks a little hooked, but it, it, other than that, I squint matches. my eyes. It must be her sister. <laughs> must be her sister. Do I do I see what stop this is? This is Bullion Boulevard, the gold mine district. So, um, and this is not my stop. Not your stop, but this looks like the individual who you were looking for. You've seen, like, in your travels, you've seen a few half orcs. Um, just in passing, some people, you know, were like shorter, other like more broad. This one looks to be the person who matches the description, aside from the nose. I stay on the train. Okay. Uh, the podcast ends, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, you... probably not worth my time. Okay, hold on. So I see. So I see Gorgonzola. Or I see this. You think I it's see her this name individual? Is Brie to you. I see Bree. I, I see who I think is Brie, and in, for a second I, I pause and think the only other place you know to go to is a drunken Drake. You should just go there. Maybe so, like someone else can help you. But then I get brave, and I decide to jump off the train. Merida style, you leap <laughs> off the train just as the doors <laughs> close, um, and you spot this half orc like running out. I fucking of the go for it. Like I don't have any other silver, so like this is it. <laughs> <laughs> you bolt up after. Um, I'm fully unaware. It's just like walking. Ignore the old men and their tongues. <laughs> just over and over again. Just the one line she remembers. Solo <laughs> just keeps saying this. You bolt up the stairs. You walk into this massive station. Again, this is like the Grand Central, the Port Authority of the of the rail. Um, there are tons of people here beautiful like ionic columns holding everything up um, and you watch as this half orc heads up the stairs uh, as you bolt after 35 movement speed versus 30 you actually <laughs> catch up pretty quickly you don't know anything happening so I'm walking. not going to introduce myself okay I uh, just walk up like this we're walking up the stairs yes we're walking up the stairs like side by side you know you don't you ignore people so I just mm -hmm. like side look and I'm just gonna my plan is to follow her Okay. Zola, you head I look up for the, the nose. Maybe the they, nose. Maybe you, they were wrong about the nose. Yeah, it looks a little little more hooked than button. Um, but you follow. Just to mean like this is the closest thing I got to a lead. Give me a perception check, Zola. For sure. And you know, probably as I'm approaching Marfin's, I I do step into a little into a little nook and just real quick change my nose into a button nose. Yep, you twist the ring. Um you do with your passive perception, you easily see that. Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. Thanks, um, Keegan. You, Keegan, back at it again with these fucking dice. Um, you continue onto this main boulevard line with these much larger gold and stone buildings, um, heading towards like that kind of Lac de Triomphe in France, like mm -hmm. that kind of height with those arches and like a large platform covering what looks to be a huge market space known as the Bazaar. You enter into it. Um, out of the corner of your eyes, Zola, you realize someone has been following you this whole time. Mm -hmm. Someone in what looks to be like dark, kind of green, brown, druidic robes, very mindful of your space. But right as you're like getting in and you see Marfins just down the block, you clock this individual. Mm -hmm. Can I try and um, just stop so that she runs into me? 
<laughs> you you stop in place, uh, Brigid. You look forward, and you're almost about to run into your mark. At, I'm looking at the Larc de Triomphe that you just <laughs> described, and I'm like, what were the... Picture, it's like it lines the entire square. So it's, this it's is, this many is... Larc de Triomphe. I'm a little distracted by all the extravagance. Suddenly, you poof, run into the back of this massive half-orc figure. You stumble back and look up. Hi, can I help you? Are you selling something? I don't know. Can you help me? Um, I maybe. What's up? Are you lost? This pied rat crawls up out of your pocket, Zola, and is like <laughs> looking at you suspiciously, Brigid. The moat of flame in my in my earring comes down onto my shoulder and turns into a, a fiery orange cat and does the same thing. Oh, shit. Suddenly you see this flaming, like almost like Vulpix or like um, just like fox cat figure just flare up on your shoulder. Are there guards around us? Give me, both of you give me perception checks. There are definitely guards in the area. 17. 15. 15. Are you cat, are you, by the way, mark off a wild Wild shape. shape, And are you trying to do this stealthily or is this kind of a flur of the moment kind of situation? This is like, I'm not trying to make a scene. I'm just trying to, like my, you know, the all flame is so connected to my emotions. So immediately when Zola says, can I help you? Like the, my fiery, like, hey, you fucking can. Where the fuck's my uncle, you murderer? <laughs> um, but, I, but I'm not trying to make a scene because, yeah. you know, I don't necessarily know if that's true. I'm not, I'm not being completely unreasonable. Maybe this person isn't who I'm looking for. Give me a sleight of hand or stealth check. And with a 17 Zola, you do see that there are guards positioned all throughout the market. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, they, they're scanning the space. You don't know if they've seen what you just saw. It's 16. It's higher than the passive perception of a guard. You, as you scan to see if any of these guards spotted this Zola, you realize like it looks like you're safe for now. And this small creature, this, this all fire, it looks enough like a cat that it would be passable not to be like, hey, yeah. stop that flaming animal. <laughs> oh, um, you might want to be careful with that. What? No, Gorgonzola has gone from being threatening <laughs> to being like, this person is like me Doesn't like get it. a week ago. Yeah. Um, can I, I would like to like gently pull Brigid, like maybe kind of like underneath like a little stall or like yeah. but kind of behind like a vendor or something. Yeah, there's like these giant pillars you pull under kind of out of the guard's view. This is a really bad place to cast. To cast? You mean to be normal? Y- yeah. Unfortunately... This is kind of a really bad place to be normal. So, uh, okay, Pyre. And I flick Pyre back into my earring for now. Sorry, can I help you? (laughs) So listen, listen, not to be rude. However, you were the last person that they saw with my uncle. Who, who's your uncle? Fuck. you're, you you went to the temple, you talked to my uncle, then my uncle has been di- disappeared. He's been gone for, for four days. I can't, I, I need to find him. You see the the color drain out of Gorgonzola's face. Your uncle's Moss Peace Willow. My uncle Moss, yes, my uncle Moss Peace Willow. He's been missing for how long? For four days, they said. But I saw him four days ago. This is why I think you murdered my uncle. No, I definitely didn't murder your uncle. Okay, well, prove it. <laughs> There's, uh, at this point, you see people occasionally casting a glance over nervously. <laughs> why don't we, like, uh, I know someone around here who sells really good um, beef patties. Why don't we grab something and and catch up with I'm each other? I'm not hungry, but I'll come with you. Okay. They're really good. Hi. Beef patties. Get your beef patties. What's your name again? My name is... Sorry, what did you say your name was again? <laughs> 
my name. I think in my head, like, yeah, that's a good move. That's how you should talk to that me. That is how you ask people. <laughs> my name is Brigid. Oh, hi. Um, I'm Gorgonzola. So then you're not the person I'm looking for. Mm, no, I gave your uncle a different name. Is it? What is your What is your name? My name is Gorgonzola. No, oh. but I, I told him my name was Bree, though. Okay. Listen. I only have one name, so uh, I don't get it. You seem kind of new to the city. The people wearing gold around us maybe gave him a different name. Just just in case. Uh, okay. Think, think a of a good guards. one. Brigid scratches her head. Doesn't understand. Ch- Chelsea, maybe? Ch- me? I don't know. If you don't like it, you don't I have don't to. need another name. Okay. <laughs> Zola absolutely trying to look out for this newcomer. This newcomer not understanding at all. Um, when you're only slightly less new to the city. <laughs> Um, the two of you are kind of standing there. There's, you definitely see it looks like there's a round of the people who Zola has pointed out to you, Brigid. These armored-looking individuals carrying these thick kind of long swords and with these golden helmets that have the kind of tuft, almost mohawk-like centurion red plume. Who are those guys? They're agents of the Empire. You know what the Empire is? Uh, the last... I, my mom was telling me there was a regime change. But the last time I heard about the capital mm-hmm. was under the Leoniel Empire. Oh, things are different now. What's what's their deal? Um. Well, do I notice that Brigid is an elf? I feel like I would have t- taken my hood down to have that whole interaction. Okay, so yeah, the moment that the hood comes down, you clock. This is similar to the half-elves you've seen, but with much longer, more elegant features. Okay, I want to answer all your questions, but I, again these guards are not uh, good people to talk around. Um, I want to help you find your uncle because I I promise you, I I was actually going to try and help your uncle. I'm supposed to help him with a bake sale tomorrow. Were they cooked? Did you smell cupcakes? No. Oh, wait, I, I didn't know that you were in the church. <laughs> but you, I was clearly there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, truly, but you did when not I arrived, smell cupcakes. When I arrived in the temple, all I smelled was garbage. No no baking, no no aroma of freshly baked goods? So you're goods? telling me you suggested a bake sale to my uncle and then you murdered him? No! All I did was drink your uncle's oat milk. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, I'm really good at finding people. It's kind of what I do. Why don't we, uh... Why don't we find somewhere more private to talk? Okay. And then we can kind of run through some okay, ideas Okay, well, if we have to go anywhere, be. I can't get on the subway because I only have these diamonds. <laughs> she just holds oh. up these three incredibly large diamonds. You should put those in your front pockets. Don't put anything in your back pockets here. <laughs> okay, I don't have them. Great. You do have like a, like, it's almost like a utility belt of pouches. And there's so you got few... cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not fucking canon. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, uh, wow, nice cargo nice pants. cargo pants. Stilton pops out of one of the cargo pants having snuck in there. <laughs> oh. I, I, touch his, I touch his head, too, with one single finger. And oh, I yeah, pet this him. is Stilton. Headbutts into you. Hello. He's a good boy. Sorry about before. I, I Sometimes I can't control it. Oh, it's okay. Um, Listen, you must be really worried about your uncle. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, grab a drink or something and go over the information that you have about. And I'll tell, I'll tell you everything. Okay. Okay. Um, the two of you, uh, are you, where would you like to head? Are you going to Marfin's, the Drunken Drake, 
Or are you just kind of doing a little walk around throughout the city with your beef patties? I mean, yeah, I guess I had said that we would grab beef patties. Maybe we, like, go sit on, like, a, a bench in, like, a non-crowded area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to, like, lead you anywhere. Like, that's highly suspicious mm. to be like, come with me. Come with me. I will help you. In the open, yeah. Um, I'd like and- to sit here in the, on this bench. I'm still pretty, like, sus. Yes. Also, I... I can, you shouldn't spend those diamonds. Those look like really powerful spell components. I just need some silver. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get you on the train. My mom said I might have to exchange uh, some one of these gems, so maybe we can do that. I'm pretty sure that there's a bank nearby we can we could go to. There is indeed a bank <laughs> nearby. You see this huge bank. <laughs> they you. have an ATM. You can just pop the diamonds in a little chamber <laughs> and it spits out coins at you. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. Magic is fascinating. <laughs> Um, Out of game, can't Marfin oh, exchange it as well? Marfin, oh, Marfin does take um, spell components, will sell you gold, you, which you also have yeah. experience with. I know, but I know that the diamond isn't a spell component, so I at least you want do. to keep one of them. Yeah. Yes. I also, um, uh, probably at this point, Gorgonzola is is going to Marfin's to talk about a dead body, and mm. so is Polly like, let me not bring this new person <laughs> to yeah. the place where I'm storing a dead body. Yep. <laughs> um, you are sus. You... <laughs> You I'm the most suspicious, <laughs> wholesome person. The teen with the mo- the weirdest rep sheet. Um, you, Brigid, go and take a seat on a bench, like in an off off street, um, while Gorgonzola heads up to Zebediah, the the infamous beefy uh, beef patty salesman. Uh, it's good to see you again. I am trying the podcast out, but I cannot get it to work. I don't Z. understand. We're going to have to sit down another time, grab dinner, and talk about the logistics of everything. I would love For to For now, keep it up on the beef patties. We'll I do. will take two. All right. I will take three, because I'll give Selton one. Um, hands over three readily made Aurelian beef patties. Um, you take them and you head over to this bench. Um, the two of you are kind of in, again, like a side street. There's much less uh, foot traffic here, but it is still a very finely made area like Brigid, you could tell you came from the worship district that was a beautiful district very old looking um not necessarily best upkeep here incredible like it is the streets are clean it does smell very overwhelming because you're in a marketplace or you're at least nearby one but it is marginally better in terms of how it has been taken care of so listen um your uncle that was the first time I had met him. I was just, I'm pretty new to the city, too. I'm not from here. I, you seem like you're not from here, either. No, I'm from the jungle of Viridontis in the south. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I'm going to have some questions to ask you about that. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Paddlewick. It's a town kind of north of here. There's a big sea, and I kind of live above the sea. Like, if right now, if we were at, like, 4 o'clock, I kind of live at, like, 12 o'clock. Clock. Do you what have is, clocks? What is o'clock? <laughs> okay. In a world with cardinal directions to jump to clocks as <laughs> it's like north of here. I'm at like 11 o'clock in terms of positioning. That's not what I said. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this is the best episode ever. Um, listen, your uncle seemed really nervous. He was having a lot of financial troubles. That's why I came. I came because... We have, uh, we had some gems that we thought could help with these debts and taxes. Oh. You know, my uncle reaches out to my mother every once in a while and, and tells her of the struggles here in the capital, but I didn't think it was so bad. I thought oh. that I would drop it off and we could hang out and 
No, he's not here. No, listen, I think that he's okay. Look, I know that this is kind of a fucked up way of saying it, but, like, I feel like whoever is with your uncle right now, because I truly don't think that someone would just kill a nice old man for no reason. Yeah. Your your uncle owes the city some money. He's probably, um, like, with a guard or something somewhere, and I don't think... They probably want the money out of him, right? So right, right. it wouldn't make sense for them to kill him or hurt him because he has something they need. Right, right, right. So right. he's probably just being held. He's probably, like, held in a cell right. or something somewhere. So we need to barter my uncle for the gems. Or a gem. or Right? Yeah, I mean, we could go pay off his debts. Or, I mean, I don't know. We could bust your uncle the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, those people who took him don't deserve these gems. I'm so confused. Um, and Zola, you, this resonates. Hearing that Uncle Moss, hearing that high priest for mm-hmm. you, Moss, was taken, it strikes you. There have been a lot of disappearances in the city, and this is fully in line with that. People just leaving, like, no trace. It's not like the guards just, like, came up to them and were like, you have to come, with, come us, with us, sir. It's like, they suddenly they're gone. The yes. Listen. Again, I've only been here for like a week at this point, but um, seems like people disappearing in the night is kind of a thing. And um, I think I know some people who might be able to put out some feelers for us. Okay. Is there anyone at the um, at the church who who seemed like they wanted to help or anything? Like there was a rabbit acolyte there who. Uh... What? <laughs> rabbit folk, not very common. <laughs> and you actually didn't see this yeah. individual. She was um, in her, you know, in the upper branches when mm-hmm. you arrived. But um, yes, yeah, rugs. Of course, rugs. Mm-hmm. Rugs is next in line, so they are, you know, holding it down. And she didn't. They. What's their pronouns? Ah, uh, she. She. She didn't see um, anything. Like she didn't see any guards come, or like they didn't get like a, an eviction notice or anything. No, she said that he he was just late to his sermon in the morning, which he never is. And growing up, uh, he he was very, you know, always on time. It seems very unlike him. Can I brain blast back and um, see if I can um. During my conversation with Moss Peacewell, I know he expressed a lot of anxiety about the money. Did, mm-hmm. Looking back on his behavior now, can I identify anything that seems, like, suspicious that he would have said or, like... Give me an insight check with advantage. Okay. That's still in next to you, ponders as well. <laughs> 18. Looking back at the moment in which you spoke with him, mm-hmm. definitely felt very nervous. Did not give any indication that he would assume that they would come and pick him up. They, he had in no way. In, it was more like a I'm worried about them just coming to the temple like yeah. uh, with a battalion rather than they're going to come get they're me. I need your help. So he was not suspecting a disappearance on his part. He didn't seem like I don't think he did anything. He didn't seem guilty or he would never. Yeah. OK, well. Maybe these people, you know, it's the best I got. Well, I need to run an errand, but then I think that there's someone. I live at a bar called the Drunken Drake. Oh, um, my they mom have amazing dumplings. Yes, the really dumplings. Good. Yeah. Wow. Small world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. I'll, so let you, I'll let you know. They don't keep. Okay. They do not keep. Okay. You're looking at the now very cold, soggy dumpling you had accidentally left in there. If you wanted to sense, you're going to need like a stasis charm or something really strong to, to keep these because they turn into disgusting blobs. Well, my yeah, mom says the second you walk out the door. 
<laughs> you have to eat yeah, them there. You have to cast they, they don't travel well. I get it. I'll have my mom eat them when she gets here and when okay. she comes to pick me up. Yeah. Um, I have to run an errand if you want to like tag tag along with me. Um, or if you have something else to do, you know, I can give you some train money and we can meet there. No, I I this is the only thing I had to do. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> you found me really really fast. That's that's I uh, I'm just glad I found you. Brigitte is so like frazzled right now. Mm-hmm. It seems all too um, coincidental, and she's still suspicious, but she doesn't have any other options. Well, as we head to Marfin's, I think I fill in Brigid on some things. I I tell her about um, authorized casting, Mm -hmm. um, the fact that I'm going to school so that I can cast without getting away with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell her... uh, you know, if you wanna if you wanna get away with something, you might have to bribe a guard. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, to to step behind alleys, if you have to do magic, that you can trust the trust the goblins and the orcs and the half elves. But sometimes humans are a little shady. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't tell her anything really specific about my story. Not the shard, not Limburger, none, none of that. Of that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I just am giving her the four one one. I explained to you a little bit about like um, you know the subway and the different neighborhoods and. Okay. Things like that. Um, there's listen. You gotta you can't talk shit about um this guy. I point to one of the emperor bobbleheads. <laughs> yeah. you gotta be really nice about that guy. Yeah, uh, you see a bunch. I of touch these... its little head with my finger. Uh, <laughs> as you do, it goes. We are golden. It's one of those ones. If you tap it, it has a like an auditory thing. <laughs> so grating. Um, it's really crackly. Grating tones. <laughs> um, and you also at this point, Brigid, you notice a number of these posters plastered throughout. As you're like on your walk, you start to notice these. Some of them are like showing more of those guards that you saw. Some of them are showing pictures of that bobbleheaded man. Um, all of them plastered in phrases that are like, we are golden, like together we rise, like this kind of clearly propaganda-esque material. Yeah, it seems weird. Now that, I, now that I'm really paying attention, I get the vibe that, the, that these Aurelian guys are, are kind of weird. Yeah, a little odd. Um, and you guys head down the cobblestone streets. Do I, do I perceive any, because like, aren't there like anti-religion, like anti-things as well, like in the newspapers and stuff like that? You would have to buy slash look at a newspaper. The general okay. tone though, I'll say that even without a role, just being in the worship district and now being in the gold mine district, you're like, clearly the government cares more about this area than the other area. Yeah. Like you're not sure, you're not like, they hate them, but given you're like, they harassed my uncle. The church hasn't really been in contact with us a lot because yeah. of this new regime. Which is so strange yeah. to me because I'm so used to like the community to caring for not only yeah. its its people, but also the environment in which we live. Yeah, you're old enough to remember a time when that church, when it was with um, the Kingdom of Leoniel, like times where there was more communication. Um, yeah, I am 68 years old. Well, so there was a elves, time I baby. do remember that, but elves age differently. Yeah, and once, so they, once they hit adulthood, they 68 pause. is really like 16. Um, so you guys head down the cobblestone street, eventually arriving at the three-story building known as Marfin's Magnificent Magical Menagerie. There is a uh, red and gold sign above the door and these sparkling midnight black windows that obscure whatever's beyond. You head through the door into this much larger space. Um, Zola, you're used to all this, but Brigid, you look up, it is massive in here. Clearly way more than three stories. You see um, shelves leading up to another floor and then another floor and just literally like 
towers above you, or maybe even as tall as the trees that you grew up around. There are these little blue figures zipping around, like helping restock things, working with the various customers in here. Those seem very familiar to me, so yes. I'm comforted by them. You recognize those as quicklings, um, and you see that they seem to be working here. Um, you follow after Gorgonzola down the red and gold carpet up to the front desk where more of those quicklings work. Uh, as Before we reach Marfin, I probably like, um, I got some business to take care of, but if you want to like, um, I don't know, we might have to like, um, you know, bust your uncle out or something. If you want to look around and if there's like anything, you know, not too expensive, but if you want to see if there's anything that would like help you, okay. you seem, um, <laughs> you have a weapon and, and a, several and a magical earring. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything that would, um, help, help you, you know, in case we have to fight to get your uncle back, um, feel free to pick it out and I'll cover it. Okay. I like, I say okay and kind of like, uh, look, look at- <laughs> You can ask the quicklings okay. and they'll, they'll explain what stuff is. Okay, great. Uh, How so can I help you? You see already one is like standing by your side, this like two and a half foot tall little blue creature with a shock of white blue hair. I wait till Zola walks away and I say, I, I'm all set, thanks. <laughs> Let us know if you need anything. Zip, zips away. Because um, I, I, I know I have like many powerful weapons. <laughs> You're like, I'm pretty stocked. Back um, in heat. Yeah, potions I, I or think anything. We're good. <laughs> you do eventually want to exchange those gems, which the quicklings can help you with. But as you're kind of having that conversation, Zola, you clock Marfin. He's floating probably about 50 or so feet up in the air, kind of like looking through a stock shelf, wearing his classic like red arcane gold glyph robes. He looks to be. Uh, inspecting the shelves, kind of taking some inventory. Hi, Marfin. I'm, oh. I'm directly underneath him. <laughs> uh, uh, looks between his legs down. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, hold on one second. Um, yeah, take your time. He magically just the levitate spell breaking as he slowly falls to the ground. Falls slowly lands <laughs> on the ground. Ah! Um, <laughs> I catch him. Ah, uh, thank, thank you. <laughs> Unnecessary, but appreciated. I set him down on the feet. <laughs> um, so, um, how is everything? Uh... Um, everything is okay. Um, I'm actually, I got a new gig. Oh, uh, you have another, uh, there's something, another job? Yeah, it's that, um, you know, um, the Temple of the Wild? Yes, it's uh, one of the staples of the city. Has been a long time. Yeah, the high priestess, uh, or the high priest Moss Willow. Moss Peace Willow. Yes, um, he's a very kindly old fellow. Yes, missing also. Oh, oh. So I'm working on that. I've got his niece here. You happen to know anything about that? I c I can definitely help with oh. that. Actually, yeah. Um, Hell do yeah. you have? Um, any sort of, if, you, if your friend has any sort of item or any sort of um, way I could get a little bit more insight into him. I do know him, so I'm talking about scrying. I, I could oh. see if I could find his location, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me ask her. And um, if you wouldn't mind not mentioning that thing that you and I have going on, the other matter, right, the one I in your office. Absolutely had no plans to bring up that body. Great, yes. great. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to prove I didn't murder this guy, so it wouldn't look great if I'm like, here's this guy that I murdered. Ah, uh, yes, it would be incredibly incriminating. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There has been some developments um, regarding that. Mm. And um, he looks around and like leans in. The clone scenario. Um, so we can talk about that more in my office but okay. um yes if you if you want to get your friend i could definitely we can definitely check this out okay um, great 
so you head over to Brigid, who yeah, I find is Brigid. standing there Brigid, just Brigid, quietly. No, no, no. Brigid is standing um, surrounded by like a group of quicklings <laughs> who are now very interested in uh, some stories that Brigid is telling them about her time <laughs> in the jungle. Um, Slacking off. Talking <laughs> talking about the different uh, fairies and uh, little folk. Oh, my uh, God. It's so crazy that you're so close. Have you ever seen a portal to the Feywild? Yes. Whoa. Yes, oh, just a group like, ah. <laughs> Wow, you are so. Yeah, just this is before, crazy. Just before I arrived here, I was hanging out with a leprechaun. Actually. Oh, wait a minute. Do you happen to remember his name? Uh, I no, I do, but I don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever see him again, uh, that's just say hi for us. I guess it's we haven't seen leprechauns in forever. Marvin keeps us pretty busy here, so. Uh, and at that moment, <laughs> Marvin's like. All of you, please get back to work. Hey, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> well, I, exactly what she said. Uh, please. Just uh, kidding. <laughs> I look at them and I'm like, mm, I don't understand capitalism. <laughs> uh, don't worry. He pays us very well. And they all zip, 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 zip off. Um, you see this handsome mage and your new friend, Gorgonzola, or new acquaintance, rather, Gorgonzola, approaching you. I am disarmed by his beauty, but I don't show that. Brigid, this is the hottest mage in town, Marfin. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, nice Marfin, to meet you, Brigid. Marfin might be able to help us locate your um, uncle, because he's got some pretty powerful um, stuff at his disposal. Moss is a, a great fellow. I, I would happily do this free of charge. If, if you two don't mind coming into my back office, I believe I have something that could assist. He nods to you both. The two of you follow past the front desk into the back office space. Um, again, Brigid, never been here. It's much bigger than it could possibly be. This vast kind of lounge area. There's like a small kitchen, a little bar cart. There's a crackling fireplace. It's all styled like the architecture you've seen, the gold, the reds. It's absolutely extravagant here. Um, here, take a seat. Can I get you anything to drink? Um, uh, Zola, would you like some oat milk? Oh, I'm good on oat milk for right now. <laughs> Just thinking about Moss Beast Willow. <laughs> I right. like, I shoot a look over. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything for you, Brigid? I'll just have some water. You got it. Snaps his fingers and you see a glass raised from one of the cabinets exit and a bottle of clear, beautiful um, mountain spring water pours into um, sorry, it. I'm sorry, I was told that you shouldn't cast. Don't worry, you're okay to cast in here. This is far from the prying eyes of the Empire, believe me. Prying eyes. Prying eyes, indeed. I like we shall should be. <laughs> That's right. Prying eyes. eyes. <laughs> watching you. So, the last time you saw him, how long Me. has it been? Yes. On Sunday. Sunday. Four days now. So. Yes, I saw him in the evening, too. Pretty late. I think that I went there at like nine or ten. Okay. And I, th I think they came and got him in the night. He owed a lot of money to the Empire, and he was pretty worried about it. I was supposed to help them with a bake sale, but it doesn't sound like they started baking anything. Wow, they are not going to be ready if it's supposed to be for the charcuterie festival. You have to at least a few days ahead. I brought gems so we didn't have to do the bake sale. Also good. Um, I didn't know about the gems right. when I threw out the bake sale idea. <laughs> Naturally, if you had known, it probably would have been your first suggestion would be to just pay off the debt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys take seats on these comfortable couches as he walks over to this kind of glowing, almost um, spectral kind of map of Feyfall, which you have seen before, Zola. It's constantly rotating. It seems to be matching the actual rotation of the planet itself. And he closes his eyes and puts a hand on it, and you watch it 
kind of zoom in at like a hologram created around it that zooms in further and further, first focusing on Emeralia, then focusing on the eastern half, the capital, deep, deep, deep underground. Uh-oh. Marfin pauses there for a moment as he's kind of looking at this um, underground chamber. How is he able to scry on my uncle? He knows your uncle, so the uh, spell save for the scrying is easier for him to hit and the other person to fail their save. Because he knows what they look like. Yes, because he knows what they look like. So he's familiar. He's able to um, cast scrying. Um, He... I give him a crumpled napkin from the coffee that I had with (laughs) Moss Peace Willow. This This should help. This is is a vital spell component. Thank you so much. Um, It's got a little oat milk on there. (laughs) He he folds it, places it on top of the globe. Um, He focuses in and you guys, again, you're seeing it like zoom in and it looks like it's just like going into rock. You're not really seeing anything. But after a few moments, he pulls out. That's very strange. What? What, what, what? It seems, it seems like he's in some sort of stone chamber and, and, ah, uh, there's a number of others. It's, it's a large group. It looks like there's a, uh, it's hard, hard to see anyone but him, but it looked like he was surrounded by figures, all in dire conditions, rags, it's filthy, almost like a cell. Um, like a dungeon? Like a dungeon, yes, but, um... I didn't see any dragons, if that's what you were wondering. Um, but No, we didn't ask that. Yeah, Why I, would you say that? Why would you ask that? Don't worry about no it. No one has so, seen a dragon for many years. There's, listen, we'll, I'll get into that later. But <laughs> focusing in on what I saw, um, it seems like he's located below the city somewhere. And it seems like he is being grouped mm-hmm. with a number mm-hmm. of other individuals. Mm-hmm. And he looks to you, Zola. Based on what we've known, I believe that he is with those who have been taken already. Yeah. Yikes. So Yikes. sorry about that. Um, okay. Well, the good thing is... This is it's horrifying. Yeah. He's alive, though. Is he okay? He seemed to be... You know, I mean, maybe not okay, but he seemed to be alive, and he didn't look injured of sorts. I stand up. We've got to go. We've got to do this now. We've got to go get him right now. We need a plan, though. Yes, you should... Considering you have to go under the city, you don't. There could be all sorts of things underneath the city. You definitely should be a little bit more prepared than just. No, we have to go right now. If I don't go, he'll die. And then, as I say that, the flame in my earring flares up again. Okay, all right. You and I go right now. We might die though, and then your uncle still might die. But if I can just real quick grab a friend, and then we're a little bit more prepared, and then your uncle has a better chance of getting out with us you you look incredibly stressed out i'm so sorry that this isn't the best news i sit back down listen gorgonzola is incredibly qualified she has absolutely blown me away with her ability to (laughs) you see gorgonzola's chest swelling (laughs) um she has blown me away with her retrieval abilities so if there's one if you found the right person to track down your uncle and you should listen to her. She's been in the tunnels of the city. She knows that it's not the easiest. She's been in the tunnels? I, I squint my eyes. <laughs> yes, I sent her on a job a few days ago. It's, it had nothing I squint to, my eyes at you, too. It had nothing to do with your uncle, I promise. Okay, so please, we will figure this out. All you right? are rightfully suspicious. Yeah, I, I suppose I, it's fair. You will understand once we break out your uncle, because he's going to also be happy to see me, I think. Okay. So I don't have any money I can give you. 
you don't owe me anything. My um, oh, I pull out the diamond. <laughs> oh, Whoa. are you sure? Uh, oh, no. if I don't, then I'll keep it. Well, I mean, if you're looking to sell, I'm happy to give you a price. Um, I... You said you need gold, correct? Diamonds are a little harder to break up. I guess. How many you got? Just the one. Just the one? I squint my eyes again. I fully believe you. I'll give you 300 for it. 300 gold? 300 gold. Absolutely not. That's how much that diamond's worth, my friend. That's not true. Give me a either deception or persuasion. Mm. It is a really pure diamond from the Veridontis jungle. That's right. This This, isn't a a stinky city diamond. This is a Sanguasaurian gem. Mm, It does look high quality. What am I adding to this? Can I can I help because I'm like hundred percent. Yeah, you can roll with advantage. That's this... no stinky sewer diamond. <laughs> That's a jungle diamond, my friend. Wait, what if, is this persuasion? This or... is persuasion or deception because it is actually worth three hundred gold. He's not lying to you. Oh shit! Sorry. Very good. Um, Stilton it's has fifteen anyway. Stilton has a little jeweler's gem in it. So <laughs> <laughs> looking little, at the flaws. A little. Uh, I see you change your familiar f- to a rat today. Oh, yeah, he, we, we mix it up. Definitely going to blend in a little bit mm-hmm. easier, yes. Well, as your rat friend can tell with his jeweler's equipment, um, these are very fine diamonds. I can't disagree with that, so I'll give you... This is only one diamond. Right. I, I, hold on, let me... Big like... bulge in your pocket. <laughs> right, just the one. Yeah, I'll I go give like, you... I go... You cover the diamond. It's just the one. Pulls jacket over. Clear giant diamond. Right. All right. I'll give you 500 for it. How about that? It's a good deal. I'll take it. She'll take it. All right. Okay. Here. I, I'm very proud of myself knowing that I haggled this man. I'm a city girl now. I'm a city girl now. You have to 200 gold. Snaps his fingers and a bag of gold appears. He hands it over to you. You hand over the diamond. All right. So, um... Turns to you, Zola. The business that you came to discuss with yes. me. Yes. Brigid, I need to do a little um, personal shopping session with Marfin. I'm going to get some potions and stuff for us to be fully prepared just in case, you know, the shit really hits the fan. Man. Jinx. Hey, how do you know that they say that in the jungle? Yeah. The fan of yeah. leaves. Like the shit hits the, 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 the ferns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this is actually it's a little unusual not very commonplace to do this but Zola I need you to roll a deception check and I want you Brigid to roll an insight check mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, two minus one so an unnatural one. <laughs> oh, it's like a 17 an 17. unholy one <laughs> and an, a 17 on insight Marfin's my personal shopper <laughs> <laughs> This Zola, you're doing your best. Listen, I've been I've been around elders. I've been around elders who need to talk about things that I can't. I'm not allowed to know about. So I I know that there's something else going on. But I acknowledge one's need and uh, right to privacy. So I leave. If, well, if you'd like to do anything, the quicklings can help you out. You're welcome to stay here in the lounge as well. I press some. Um, Oh, wait, you just got money. Yeah, I just got money. All right. Uh, you want to pick out some potions for us? Because the last time I went into the tunnels, I really almost died. Okay. Uh, yes, sure. I definitely recommend. Uh, sure. You know what? You guys... We could split them. Well, given that it's moss and the situation is so dire, uh, why don't you just give them the coupon code I always use? I am a Marfan of Marfin. Um, and they'll cut off. It'll be 50% so off. So it doesn't change from week to week, huh? 
why would it change? It's a perfectly good coupon <laughs> code. Normally, promo codes expire so that they don't get passed around. Because well, what if I just told someone on the street and then someone on the street told someone else and then everyone thank has you to for this coupon off. code. If you tell anyone, I know who I've told the coupon code to. I'll just modify memory them and they'll forget that they know it. <laughs> but it could have been me or Brigid. I said the same one you gave. I said thank you for the coupon and I run. I already I already <laughs> had left before I heard you As... say that you're gonna modify memory on people. And so I start walking around and like picking things off the shelves. And as I look at other shoppers shopping, I say, you know, there's a coupon code. <laughs> <laughs> you see, real quick things like I nervously. <laughs> Uh, one of them takes a note. Like every time you tell someone you see a quick one, like write a quick note down. <laughs> um, so you head out. It's only going to be 25 gold instead of 50 gold for a standard healing potion. So once we settle this, you can just tell me how many you purchased and we will continue on. Zola. Noah's um, evil and likes to kill our, their players. So let's get a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, get like 20 or so because I will kill you as much as I can. Um, so she leaves. Zola, you... Um, are kind of you stand up expecting to go somewhere before we go because mm-hmm. we do have to go somewhere in okay. a moment um, I wanted to let you know I was able to use the Leonel diamond with mm-hmm. the research that I used to mm-hmm. reverse rent engineer the clone spell and success it does do you know it, it, it is working right. it will take 120 days for it to be done oh okay so um this this actually is it's not helpful given the timeline we're working with wow so like four months right but it is helpful in knowing it does not make sense to form an army out of out of clones, clones that take a hundred literally that's far too long especially if let's say they got wiped out it would take you 120 days to come up with another army to renew it yeah and also it cannot be used until the body the soul leaves the previous body so they have oh. to die in order to use the next clone body wow right maybe they're not maybe these are practice rounds maybe they're trying to get the time down and so they're taking all these people just to practice on like maybe they don't even need them i mean horrifying to think that they would just be using them as just experiments and not i mean it's horrible to think that they would be using them for a purpose anyways you shouldn't be using anyone but yeah you should always test your science on yourself yeah um as i do (laughs) <laughs> you see a scar on his forehead or mice don't mice me <laughs> <laughs> um, so my thought process is yes they could be testing or this was a method to try and figure out another form of creating an army um, it's, mm-hmm. I suppose it is possible to expedite the process but this is powerful magic and with a diamond that's required to do it uh, it seems like a pretty expensive venture instead of just and I don't, I'm going to say this pretty cavalierly, but only because it's the mentality they're holding, to kind of throw bodies at the problem would make more sense than yeah. to spend an exorbitant amount of money to Cloning clone regular who, army. Like, yeah. Yeah, so... And it's um, not like they have a shortage yeah, of I mean, guards or anything. They always want more, but it's not like there's no one signing up. This brings me to the automaton, or the robot, as I've come to call it. Yes. A fascinating concept, and honestly, a bit surprising. The complexity of the technology has grown exponentially since the Emperor took power, mm-hmm. but this is this is perhaps beyond anything that they've shown before. It is reminiscent of some gnomes' work from Gigglevale in the north, which you know is mm-hmm. like essentially the gnomish capital yeah. um, within the woods. It's like a tinkering and nature city. It's probably the middle ground between the capital and where Brigid grew up, actually. Mm-hmm. Their head tinkerer, Suladed, is 
Brilliant, they've brought some incredible feats of engineering to, to process, but this is far beyond anything I would have expected. They've, if this is them, it's quite adventure. Um, also, what's, do you think that the gnomes would like work with the empire like that? Are they, are they under threat? Like, Well, you know, when the treaty for the War of the Maramara was signed, all cities of that magnitude agreed to be a part of the empire. So they do provide, you know, taxes. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that they either were told and happily obliged because the empire hasn't treated them poorly or mm-hmm. were told and felt no other choice given the strength. Gotcha. So my guess is that maybe it's a fusion of the two. Hmm. Before we get to the other more... Um, well, the other situation. Right. Do you truly believe that someone was inside this creature? This this robot? I mean, if there wasn't someone inside of it, it was searching for someone that it would have never met. It seems unlikely that that Sonk's brother would go missing and then an automaton appears who is searching for Stonk in a in a seemingly um, kind of sad, uh, desperate, imploring way. Hmm. There's lots to think about with this. Could um, be inside, could be transformed. Hmm. You see his, there's like a, a puzzled look on his face as he clearly is thinking something through, and then his eyes widen. A powerful enough mage, or a group of mages, could in theory do what I've done, reverse engineer a spell, so... Hmm. They could also use that method to write something new. Hmm. It's possible that something is at work here, and it may be in line with what we've been working on ourselves. But I'll do some more research. I'll, I'll touch upon... I have some cl- contacts in Gigglevale. I'm looking to set up a store there soon, hopefully. Uh, so I'll reach out to them. You are such an entrepreneuring young man. Thank you. Young is flattering. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Um, so let's... Well... It's a little bit more uh, complex. Um, as he's like thinking this through, he clearly is try- about to be like, "This, uh, we gotta go do this much more difficult, uncomfortable thing." Just um, lay it on me. As he's kind of going through that, Zola, you flash back to the note from the cipher. Yes. You remember the author referred to an eternal army, yes. and the crown that you possess being the key to it. Yes. You're not sure exactly what this internal army is going to be, nor how it is being summoned, created, whatever method, but it dawns on you that everything that you've been investigating is certainly tied to it, and you are a hot figure in it, given you have the crown. Like, it is a not good thing that you have it. Yes. Um, And that Plebo Mm. knows that you have it. I think there might be another piece of this that's actually connecting in my brain, Marfin, (laughs) while we're at it. Yeah. Yeah, I have this... I haven't told him about the crown, right? No, you haven't told him about the crown or the shard. Mm, I have this crown that uh, I believe was some kind of... Let's just say a package got lost. Has a package ever gotten lost on its way to the store? You know, yeah, that has happened. Normally, no, but it's happened before. Okay, so picture inside this package is like um, some kind of key. And it's like um, someone is trying to open up a door um, and they're missing the key. And so if I have the key, Mm -hmm. do you think I'm in danger? (laughs) Zola, 
the way you said that indicates that you clearly <laughs> think that you are in danger. Uh, and mm. if you think that, trust your instincts. Okay, I, I tell him everything really quick because I'm so conscious <laughs> of Brigid waiting outside. Um, Brigid's just still chatting with the quicklings. No one is being helped in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's totally. Everyone's just waiting, like tapping their feet near shelves that are too high out People of People are writing Yelp reviews. It's going to be terrible for my business. Um, you... You essentially, you know, explain that you found this crown in the uh, Underdark, that you took it, that you've carried it with you, and mm-hmm. that you think that this organization, who you, you know, have only recently learned about, officially knows who you are and might be looking for you. Yeah, I think this might be involved with that whole uh, clone business. There's mm. a, a promised eternal army. Uh... Well, let me just, do you mind if I take a look at it? Okay, be careful. He takes it from you gingerly. Don't put it on, I think. Um, definitely no plans to. I am not one to... Tr- I do experiment on myself, but I usually wait until I get a good feel of what the sure. nature of the situation is. Um, you see his eyes roll back into his head for a moment as he like mur- murmurs some arcane languages. And there's a flash of light and he opens his eyes and looks down at it, kind of shocked. You got this from some drow in the underdark and you, you said it came from Balderheim? Yeah, that's where it was at least. Wild. Um, so... And it got intercepted and then in- intercepted again, kind of. Alright, well, okay. Um, how do I explain this? And Noah needs to quickly open <laughs> up a document. So... I'm telling Marfin about how I learned that dragons aren't all buddy-buddy. <laughs> Yes, that's an incredible listen to learn. I will say this. There are a few dragons, metallic dragons, that can be buddy-buddy. They aren't all buddy-buddy, but some of them are. Okay, this goes against everything I've ever thought about dragons. Well, naturally, the Empire isn't going to teach you good things about them because the Dragon King and his hordes are kind of a plague blocking him from getting to the north. But I'm getting a little into the weeds. Um, This crown that you are in the possession of mm-hmm. once belonged to Elithia, the gold dragon who ruled over the Ouroboros Mountains and oh. protected this uh, Leoniel and the regions of what is now known as the Empire. She fell long ago during the first Dragon Wars, right after the Maldiction. Mm-hmm. And this was her crown. Oh. And it was supposedly lost. But if you're saying that you found it and that it was taken from Balderheim then I'm starting to think that it was taken by perhaps the dragon lords up there. Yeah. Maybe very, Anakra himself. Very possible. Very possible. So first and foremost, don't put this on your head. For sure. Don't at all. Wasn't gonna. I pinky swear that you were not going to. Um, I don't look good in hats, so I would never put a hat on. I think depending on the hat, you might be able to pull it off, but this is not for you. This could melt your brain. My hair is um, amazing. I just would never hide it. Absolutely don't. Corgonzola is confused. <laughs> why? No need. You have Marfin beautiful hair. Marfin would imply I should wear a hat. <laughs> no, don't, definitely don't. Is, your do hair, I have a pimple? No, no, you're good. Your hair is beautiful. I, you know, Forget I even said anything. Do I have a bald spot? No, your hair is fine, Zola. Because I'm only 18. Okay, your hair is okay. You don't need a hat. Don't wear the crown. And it will melt your brain. <laughs> it's incredibly young. Orcs age pretty fast. Um, okay, so this crown was her spellcasting focus. It allowed her to oh. channel her magical abilities. I will say that the reason why I don't want you to put it on your head is because you need to be incredibly, and you are intelligent, but you just need to be incredibly well trained. Oh, yeah, I'm only a level one wizard. Mm hmm. I also know what that means. Um, so you need to. <laughs> so I'm only a. It's weird that you speak infernal sometimes. Um, so 
Do you want to hold on to this? Are you worried about having it? I'm so worried, but I don't want you to hold on to it either. Well, I mean, it should be safe in here if you want to give it, but I, of course, I wouldn't take anything from you you don't want me to take. So just know, one, don't put this on your head. Two, it's an incredibly powerful spellcasting focus. And okay. three, um, the people who are looking for it, if you think it's connected to what they're looking to do, definitely keep it away from them. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to hold on to it, you can, but then that third part kind of becomes your job in a little bit, at least while I'm not here. So I don't know if you want that job or not. I can handle myself. All um, right. He, I got enough shit on me. He takes the crown from you. <laughs> I got enough heat. <laughs> yeah, you're packing it. I can clearly <laughs> tell. Um, you you hand over the crown and he casts wrist pocket to kind of put it in a little extra dimensional cool space. It's very useful. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a scroll of it sometimes. Wow, that's a really light crown, huh? Oh, yeah. It's very, very... Less than five pounds? <laughs> Less than five pounds, yes. Oh, wow. It's magical, <laughs> and it doesn't weigh a lot. <laughs> it doesn't violate the use of the spell, if that's what you're wondering, Gorgonzola, who... I don't know how you even have this much knowledge of this one. Um, all right, so now let's get to the more pressing manner. For sure. I kind of feel bad. I just left Brigid sitting out there. I think she might be um, ruining your chain of command. So then the leprechaun said to me... I was actually <laughs> looking at pornography, and I was like, sir, please put that pot away. They can kind of be perverts and potheads for sure. Yeah, it was so. It was kind of uncomfortable, you know, <laughs> even though I was trying to help him. He... Leprechauns are perverts. Cannon now. <laughs> cannon. Cannon. Big cannon. Well, you know, I, you know, I apologize for that you had that interaction with them, but it's, you know, leprechauns. <laughs> Not really always above board. I can't vouch for all of them. Yeah, I still saved his life. Oh, wow. Uh, cutting back over to <laughs> Zola. Um, Zola, he goes, uh, if you don't mind, he gestures behind you. You see a door that was not there. Just simple wooden door. You're so good at doing that. What can I say? I, I, have, I have a lot of practice. You walk to the door and you open it up, revealing what looks to be a beautiful countryside. Uh, it's nearing sundown and the orange light colors of the verdant scene have a warm tinge as you step out onto this soft, like, clean-cut grass. It smells almost of home, actually. Uh, it's sweet, a lot of natural, like, earthy, floral um, smells. You hear the buzz of insects and the occasional bird chirping. Is there some wheat ready to harvest around here or something? Uh, no, seasonally, it's not. For Valtor, it's, it's not season for that. Oh. Yeah. Um, so he walks past <laughs> you, and you see that he enters onto this, like, dirt path that leads over and past this grassy knoll where this small log cabin stands overlooking the glistening lake. There are dandelions sprouting amongst the swaths of green, and you both pass them by as you head towards this home. You follow him up the wooden steps onto this back porch, up to the screen door, which he opens, leading into a well-furnished cabin interior. Fireplace, kitchen, stairs leading up to a loft space. Marfin passes all of this towards a door in the back. Is this your timeshare? Uh, it's more of like an Airbnb. I kind of rent it out. But it's also mm. kind of a, um, in terms of um, when I'm not renting it out, I like to use it as a little bit of a getaway for for those in need. Um mm. He, exchange a look with still in like he's a landlord <laughs> <laughs> still enrolls his eyes is like you we had to know we, i mean we knew he was an employer naturally we've got to put a little suspect on that um you follow after him as he heads out to a back porch that is open like looking over the grass lawn and the lake beyond it and you follow 
You step onto this open porch, seeing the splendor of the flower field before you and the sparkling water beyond. Sitting in a chair is this figure. Pure white skin, closed eyes, messy hair, wrapped in a thick plaid blanket. They seem different, unusually still. Yeah. As you enter, Marfin looks to Trick and then looks to you. Um, you watch as their stark white eyes, like, flicker open and they turn their head towards you. Hi. Hi, how are you feeling? I feel good. How are you? I'm good. What's your name? Bree. Nice to meet you, Bree. Nice to meet you. What's your name? What, what did you say your name was again? Um, you see, um, <laughs> I didn't say my name. <laughs> no, you did. Oh. Just kidding. What um, is he looks to Marfin, and Marfin looks to you. He, he doesn't really remember anything. That's okay. No worries. Names aren't important. There's a beat of silence as you sit in this kind of, like, uncomfortable space you have a being who was once dead fully yeah. fully dead wait so this is trick this yeah. is trick trick what? is alive what? um marfin did what he could and something is different but yeah trick isn't dead anymore what what kind of spell did you use on them there are some very powerful necromancy spells that can help in this sort of scenario um we should probably talk about it more back in my store but and as he like kind of looks to usher you away um you feel the hand grasp onto your wrist and you look back at trick who's looking up at you kind of as if studying your face you look familiar do i know you yeah are we friends a little Give me a persuasion, deception, whatever you think feels best for this moment. Okay. I think Gorgonzola is, is being honest in that she says a little. Yeah. I'll give you, you can roll advantage on this persuasion check. Thank you, because I have minus one. <clears throat> I rolled two nines, so um, eight. Can I try and say something else? Sure. Um, you had another friend. Do you remember Bobby? Bobby. About this big. <laughs> Do a raccoon size. <laughs> Do a raccoon size. Big black eyes. Bob. Bushy tail. You see, there's like a weird, puzzled look crossing over Trick's face. Um, they look up at you, and suddenly you see their eyes widen. You. You! And then Marfin quickly raises a hand, and you watch as Trick just sits back in the chair. Marfin steps forward, placing a hand on the now-calmed Trick. Mm -hmm. You fell asleep there, friend. Everything's okay. There's like a glamour that goes over Trick's eyes. Trick nods sleepily. We should go. Okay. The two of you rise, head back through the cabin, back towards Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie. And that is where we'll end our session today. 
Yeah, baby. Brigid absolutely destroying the day's <laughs> profits. <laughs> um, yeah, the store is cleaned out. Everyone got everything <laughs> out. Why is the drawer so low? Why is, Why the, is drawer the drawer short? <laughs> Why is, who's been taking money out of the register? We're, Why? Who counted this? <laughs> Uh, wow, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Try Not To Die. Thank you to our spectacular guest, the lovely Ashley Goodwin. <laughs> the beautiful, the, the druidic. In no way um, am I dating her. This is a completely platonic guest relationship. Yeah, it would definitely be a conflict of interest if you guys totally. were, were dating. at all yeah. romantically involved. I would find that really ethically irresponsible. Offensive even. I think our Yeah, I'm our offended by the thought of being with you. And I apologize. Like I'm dis I'm disgust I'm <laughs> disgusted by it. Ashley, you want to share a lift on the way home? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're heading to where uh, Jersey, where, right? Where I live. <laughs> uh, so thank you once again. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to support us and hear us pile praises upon your name, check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Try Not to Die Pod. Head on um, over, listen to the after show. We've got Ashley. Ashley, it's a, it's a fun, fun new after show. It's a fun new after show where in the middle of this episode, my father texts me and tells me he's engaged. So it, on the if you want that little sound bite, you're gonna Hell have yeah. to give us fork over your five dollars. Fork over the five and come to the afterlife, baby. <laughs> Uh, We're and cutting your dad into that profit, right? A hundred percent. He'll need it to pay for that ring he just bought. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, so again, thank you to our patrons. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our lovely guest. Um, any plugs, Lisa? Anything you want to follow us at Try Not to Die Pod on all the things? Um, check out um, our friend Keegan's pod too. This is how we roll. Um, mm -hmm. Thanks for the dice again. Thanks for the We're dice. Loving them. Found out I have. Um, I got an extra D10. It looks like that's in a different shape. Oh, yeah, so Keegan, a little, it's fucking a weirdy dope. little D10. I, yeah, I love her. It's for cheaters like you. It's for cheaters like me. <laughs> Um, and you know, we, this is also an Will you be sharing a photo? Yes, there will be. Yeah, you I can go on our Instagram, our Patreon, and our Twitter, um, mm -hmm. wherever you want to find. We will post the art that Cece Rose made of, uh, of our new PC, Brigid. It's so beautiful. It's so cool. I love Cece Rose's art style. Thank so you so much, much Cece I, Rose. She's beautiful. I really hope, I mean, it's a pipe dream, but really would love someday if this became an animated series and oh, Cece so Rose was working on it. Um, but so until then... Thank you so much. Um, if you have anything you'd like us to plug, just hit us up and we'll, st we'll add for you, my friend. But until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, May, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, Roni, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.